In 2019, a person walked into a Jamaican hotel wearing a long white robe, black gloves, and a mask from the movie Scream. They walked out with the equivalent of 1.2 million US dollars. Then, they disappeared. You're probably thinking, how did they steal it? But they didn't steal it. They actually won that money in the lottery. They were afraid that if the public found out who they were, something terrible would happen. Sometimes, winning millions of dollars might be more trouble than it's worth. Today, we're looking at the top 10 lottery scams and scandals. After you hear some of these, you'll understand why the person in the mask had every right to worry for their life. Hey all you weirdos, welcome to the ParCast original, Crime Countdown. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the ParCast research gods. Today's topic is going to be lottery scams and scandals. I've actually never played the lottery, like straight up played. No, me either. I've done scratch tickets, but never like Mega Millions or anything like that. Same here. And I'm not great at scratch tickets. That's why I don't do it because I always win like $2 and I'm like, I'm going to cash this in and win big. And then I'm like, nope, another $2 or I just go down to zero. Exactly. You win the $2 and then the scratch ticket sits in your drawer for like 10 years. Yep. (laughs) And that's it. Exactly. It's just waste. And you know what? It would be really strange though to suddenly win like a million dollars for literally doing nothing. For literally scratching a ticket. And obviously... Lots of scams have happened with the lottery because Mm -hmm. whenever free money is involved, people are going to bend the rules to get free money. Always. And scams mean loopholes. And I feel like the biggest loopholes are like when when an office gets together, like Mm -hmm. a whole office building, and they'll all play the lottery and be like, we're we're all going to go in on it. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. It's like, fine, but it's totally a loophole. Right. Yeah. And of course, like we said in the title, there's going to be scandals. It never turns out that happy, I feel like. It's almost like money brings out the worst in people. (laughs) It definitely does. (laughs) So weird. There's always family members coming out of the woodwork, friends coming out of the woodwork that are like, hey, um, I haven't heard any news about you, but like, uh, I could use my house being saved. Can you help with that or anything? Remember that time I loaned you like $10 million? Can I have that back? And of course... A lot of them are going to end in murder. This countdown has all of that. The cool part about this show is Elena has five topics, and so do I, but we don't know each other's. Let's start the countdown. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. A new true crime podcast from the team behind Up and Vanished. In 2016, adventurer Justin Alexander was invited on a trek by an Indian holy man. They headed to a spiritual ground in the Himalayan mountains, a place beyond civilization. The holy man returned and said nothing, but Justin was never seen again. What happened to him? Dive into our investigation in Status Untraced. Available now. Listen for free on Spotify. 
there's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. 10. At number 10 on Lottery Scams and Scandals, we have Tonda Dickerson. It's a cautionary tale. In 1999, Dickerson was a waitress at an Alabama Waffle House. Just doing her thing. Just doing her thing, serving the waffles and extra syrup, you know? Who doesn't love a waffle? I love waffles. Well, a customer named Edward Seward left her a Florida lottery ticket, and she ends up winning $10 million as the jackpot. That's a hell of a tip. $10 million is more of a tip than I ever got when I was a waitress. That's a great tip. A hundred percent. Well, after she won the lottery, she and some of her family members, they were clever. They were clever. They set up a corporation and they called it Nine Mil, which Ah, is really funny. That is kind of funny. In Florida. And that's where she put the money. Ah. So it's like, you're kind of, that's like kind of illegal, I think. (laughs) A little shady. Not, yeah, it's pretty shady. Pretty shady. And it does lead to some tax issues with the IRS. You don't want to mess with the IRS. No, they're scary beings. They are. Well, Tonda ran into that thing that we were just talking about where you win all this money and suddenly all these people are like, oh, she said she was going to give me some. Oh, yeah. How can you forget? Right. You promised you were going to buy me all these things. Yeah. You were so nice. So her coworkers claimed that they had made an agreement that if one of them won, they were going to split the winnings. Hmm. It's like, we were going to split that evenly. We were all going to go get our nails done and buy new cars together. Don't you remember saying that? We had a plan. This was an oral pact. You are mistaken. Well, a judge did actually order Tonda to share her winnings at first. Was this just based off of them being like, she said she would? Yeah, it was an oral pact. Because I'm just going to walk around now and be like, she said she would. (laughs) The judge was like, you know what? Sharing is caring, Tonda. Yeah. And you said you would. You got it. I believe these girls. (laughs) They wait on me at the Waffle House all the time. (laughs) They're the best. They give me extra. I was just going to say that. Well, so he did rule that she shared the money at first, but then the decision was later reversed because gambling is illegal in Alabama. Oh, that old chestnut. So it doesn't count. And also the oral contract, like you can't really prove that. You can't just be like, she said it. Unless somebody recorded it, which doesn't seem like they did. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it. No. And then remember that customer who left this tip for her? Obviously, he's going to be like, yo, I want some of that. And honestly, she should give him money. I would give him money. Well, she wouldn't have this money if it wasn't for him. Exactly. Well, and all he wanted was a truck. That's all we all want. Yeah, that's all we, I we want. We all just want a truck. Just want a truck. It's you just want your F-150 yeah. and you want a cruise. That's all I want is to be able to move things well, in my truck. I know. Apparently, Tonda didn't want to give him a truck and he ended up suing her saying that she agreed to buy him this truck if she had won this money. I, I'm i on his side. Me too. But you know who wasn't? Mm. The judge. He was like, yeah, no. In this case, sharing's not caring. Justice for Seward. Justice was not served. Justice. I'm well, going to fight. If that all wasn't wild enough for you, in 2002, Tonda Dickerson's ex-husband ends up kidnapping her. Oh, okay. Just kidnapping her. I don't know if he wanted the money or like what happened with all that, but her luck went real south. It was like slowly declining. That's no good. He was ultimately shot, but they both (laughs) ended up surviving. He was just shot. Just shot, you know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this ticket was like a really positive influence in her life. The lottery is cursed. Sounds like it went awesome. 
Nine. At number nine is the story of the Lotto Super 7 theft. In 2003, Daniel Campbell won $12.5 million on a Super 7 lottery ticket in Canada. But he didn't know it because the store manager where he bought the ticket and the manager's family stole the ticket and claimed the winnings. How did they even do that? You're gonna find out. Let me know. So store manager Kenneth Chung and his dad, Jun Chu Chung, stole lottery tickets from customers for like an eight month period. So this was like their little side business. Th yeah, this was just their side hustle here. Right. And they're mega turds. Apparently. Like, that's not cool. Mega turds winning mega millions. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the father was convicted of stealing the winning $12.5 million lotto Super 7 ticket in December 2003 and was found guilty, luckily. Oh, well, that's good, at least. Justice. Then it gets crazier. Kathleen Chung, his daughter, was also found guilty because she claimed the fraudulent ticket at the lottery office a couple of months later. So everyone in the family was in on this. They just kept going. It was it. a family-owned business. It was a nice family activity that they all did together. So Kathleen, the daughter, she originally lied about her own brother managing the convenience store where the ticket was bought, but then she eventually admitted it because like, her you conscience can't... was too guilty. Well, and it's like, you can't hide that. Yeah, how are it's, you going to get away with that? It's just fact. That's going to come up at some they point. They can figure that out. Right. And it's like, don't get in a business where you're selling lottery tickets to people daily if you can't stand the idea of someone else winning. <laughs> right. Like, like, maybe just play it yourself. Yeah. Like, don't try, try again. Yeah. You got to be happy for people, man. Now, in addition to jail time, the father's marriage went south. It just completely broke down because, you know, who wants to deal with that? Well, and that's really sad. But you know what? He, well, he was the one who stole the tickets. Well, it's like instant karma. Hell yeah, it is. I don't <laughs> You're feel like, bad. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Break that marriage down. He did down. not deserve love. He didn't. <laughs> so the store manager, Kenneth Chung, lost his chance. Are you ready? This yes. is real karma. Okay. He lost his chance to buy a Tim Hortons franchise. <laughs> Is that a real loss? The ultimate punishment. They do have good coffee. No Tim Hortons for you, None. sir. None for you, Glen Coco. None for you, Glen Coco. <laughs> so the real winners did get their money. Plus, they got interest. So the total, they got over $14 million. But now I want to know what happened to them because I personally believe the lottery is cursed. I do too, but I feel like this is kind of like secondhand lottery kind of now. There's the loophole. Yeah, there's the loophole. I feel it got diluted along the way. So the curse got diluted and now maybe they'll be okay. I mean, that makes sense. I like it. Eight. Number eight on our list of lottery scams and scandals, the State Lottery Serbia drawing surrounding the number 21. Ooh. So in 2015, a supposedly random State Lottery Serbia drawing, the number 21 appeared on the TV screen prior to the fifth and final number being drawn. You want to guess what that number was? I, I just can't imagine. It wasn't 22. It wasn't? No, it was 21. <gasps> it's fixed. Well, the state-run lottery company said that this was just an error. Like, oh, just an error. It happens, you know? Liars. It's just like so weird that that happened. Just an error, though. Their pants are on fire. On fire. <laughs> Blazing Liar. heat. Well, they said the number, it's going to remain as it is because it was 21. We're not lying. Yeah, that's fixed. But still, nobody won that jackpot. 
Because it's fixed. (laughs) Exactly. You can't win if it's fixed. That triggered mass outrage, including many Serbs, especially the unemployed, because they look to the lottery as a way to come into money, you know? Yeah, I'm outraged for them. Me too. Well, an investigation was launched, obviously, because this was real sketch. Good, good. And this investigation zeroed in on a handful of people. Were these many people? people involved? Well, the prime minister said that anyone involved was gonna be brought to justice. What happened? What happened? So, the head of the National Lottery did end up stepping down on, quote, moral grounds. Sounds like an admission of guilt to me. (laughs) Sounds like you were involved. Sounds like it. Uh, This created a backdrop of distrust from the people in a government with already a history of corruption. Dirty. Dirty. Dirty lottery, dirty government. It was not number 21. It's not number 21. It was number eight. (laughs) Maybe that's the number that it was supposed to be. I think it was. At number seven this week, the Massachusetts cash windfall, where surprisingly, no one did anything illegal. They didn't? But hey, another hometown scandal. I was going to say, you always get the mass ones. It's my my sacrifice of a Boston cream pie to the research gods. I guess that's it. So over the course of several years, the cash windfall lottery was hacked by three different groups who figured out how to beat the odds and win tens of millions over the years. But I bet that didn't turn out well for them. It didn't. So the windfall is unique. If no one wins a perfect match and the jackpot hits two million, the prize money is then divided among the people with the highest, the next highest matches. That sounds so pretty just, fair. Yeah, it just rolls down to the next people. Now, people realized they were looking at this, and since this is unique, they were like, all right, so the odds of winning are way better in a roll down week when they roll down that money. And so people bought more tickets on those weeks. Right, because they're like, this yeah. is how we're going to get that money. They're like, we get this now. So here's the scandal. Okay. Organized gambling groups formed. Obviously. And they bought a ton of tickets to up the chances of winning more for the trickle-down payout weeks. Okay. I mean, it's just seeming smart to me. I'm not I was going to say, this is an algorithm, <laughs> I, I mean, feel. I mean, scandal is sure, but I think it's also pretty clever. Scandals are clever, typically, I feel. I don't know why I just turned into, like, 1940s. Like, like, hey, hey, it was pretty clever. Like, hey, it was pretty clever. <laughs> like Mae West over there. <laughs> no, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I just got possessed by a great spirit. So, <laughs> professional gamblers reportedly won $48 million in total. Oh, my God. So, they, they were clever. Yeah, that they was clever. It. Now, the Massachusetts government found out about what was going on in 2010, or possibly earlier. Ooh. But they did nothing about it. Because it was bringing in a lot of money to the state. They're like, you know what? The economy isn't doing so well right now. And this just really gave it the boost it needed. What up, Massachusetts? We're into it. (laughs) We're doing it. Maddie Walsh. Maddie Walsh. (laughs) So Massachusetts State Treasurer Stephen Grossman stopped the cash windfall game in 2012. He also apologized to everyone who played because yeah, he was sorry. like, sorry about it. But he, was, he said, anyone who played who wasn't part of the scam, super sorry. Because I don't know what to tell you. Super sorry, but this just really ended up being a huge scandal. Yeah. Six. Also on our list at number six is the Jamaican lottery scam. 
after a North Dakota woman in her 90s. Oh, in her 90s. Precious. This is going to break your heart. Oh, no. And her name was Edna Schmitz. Her name was Edna. Edna Schmitz. Oh, I love her already. Well, she claimed that she had been robbed of roughly $400,000. Uh, that's a robbery. I'm like, Edna, what was your job? Like, get it, Edna. How do you have that much money? Damn. Let me know your secret. Well, an investigation was obviously launched, and they found out that this guy was running a lottery scam from his home in Jamaica. What? It's like he was just sitting on his couch and he was like, Edna Schmitz, let's screw her let's over. Let's take her money. Let's take it all. And he was targeting not only Edna, but many of the elderly. Oh, that makes me sad. Robbing them of over $6 million. You have to be true evil to target old people. A hundred percent. You truly do. And like, really, what do you need $6 million for? Get a job. <laughs> what are you going to use $6 million for? I mean, come for? on. It's not even that much. You don't no, need totally it. Totally kidding. It's important to point out lotto and prize scams occur all over the world. And a lot of times they do target the elderly. It's also important to note that people are the worst thing to happen to planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. Humans are like not great. <laughs> that is very important. Like, can't out. we just like help the elderly cross the road? Yeah, we're the worst. Well, this is how the scam works. I don't know. Don't take notes because that's just no, rude. Don't do it. But the scammer calls the person. They're like, hey, you won all this money and they're like but to get that money you gotta pay these fees uh whenever they say in order to get money you gotta pay money mm -mm. no 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 nope that it's, doesn't make any sense to me free or it's nothing that's why buddy. i'm trying to win the money because i don't have any to give you a little whippersnapper Duh. i'm not paying you anything and well you can say that you don't have the money but they're just gonna keep calling you that's yeah, i don't like that that's how they do it that's part of the scam it's part of the scam they call you repeatedly and they just keep getting money out of you they're like oh those fees went up actually no, they didn't. Nope, actually they didn't at all. And even if you change your phone number, sometimes they're able to get your phone number and keep calling you. I hate these people. I do too. One scammer threatened the victim's life and went as far as to send people to her residence to intimidate her into giving more money. This like elderly woman? Yeah, these scams get violent sometimes. This scammer is a straight up turd. A horrible, horrible person. Oh, give me their address. I just want to talk. I know. Same. Well, pretty close to Massachusetts, a Rhode Island woman received four years for her role in this scam, and she was helping send money from the U.S. to Jamaica. Like, who hurt you in your life that you end up being this shitty of a person? Like, can you just get a real job and not a scam job? It's like, that's just mean. Right? There's elderly people. I just don't get how you do that. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta love them. I know. Well... To date, there have been 31 defendants in this case and victims across 31 states. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so this is like a, this is running rampant. Yeah, that's no joke. I had no idea the lottery got so shady. Neither did I. Like, I knew there was some scams and some, like, you know, some murders happen because you're like money, of mm -hmm, course. Mm -hmm. But there's some... There's a lot of shadiness going on. I got real sad when the elderly got brought into this. Yeah, as soon as the elderly get brought in, I'm like, I'm out. We out. I'm out. Hi there, it's Ash. And Elena. And we want to tell you about ParCast's newest series, Medical Murders. It exposes a dark and disturbing diagnosis that not every doctor wants to extend your life. Every Wednesday, Medical Murders introduces you to the worst the medical community has to offer. Men and women who took an oath to save lives, but instead use their expertise to develop more sinister specialties. Join host Alistair Murden as he examines the formative years and motives of history's most infamous killers, dissecting their medical backgrounds with expert analysis and professional insight provided by practicing MD, Dr. David Kipper. 
You'll investigate a wide range of heinous healthcare workers, like the general practitioner believed to be the most prolific serial killer in modern history. Or the dentist who led a double life as a hitman. Or even the doctor and gang member who mixed deadly potions for unhappy housewives to use on their husbands. When it comes to these true crime stories, the only thing the doctor ordered is murder. Follow Medical Murders free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's jump back into our list of lottery scams and scandals with number five. Number five, blindfolded children drawings. Oh? In 1999, nine people were arrested for an Italian lottery scam in Milan. Blindfolded children would choose the winning numbers in an effort to avoid any potential cheating. But they were apparently coached, and lottery balls bearing certain numbers were marked in various ways. But they didn't see that with their blindfolds, Elena. Well, like I said before, we as a species are the worst. Yeah, now children are getting brought in. This is not good. What are you doing? What are we doing, guys? So the winning balls would be known to the blindfolded children by cooling or heating them. And then some of them would be polished with like a shiny varnish so they could be able to feel them. I gotta say, that's real clever. It's clever in like the worst way. I know we've already like given them a couple points for being clever, but like I had to point that out. It's one of those things that like like when we say it with like serial killers, that you're like, that was really smart. Hate that you used it for that. Clever in a cunning way. Yeah, like use it to like invent something awesome. Right. Cure cancer. And it's like, just let children go kick a ball. Yeah. Or play outside. Like they don't want to be blindfolded, I assure you. Stop coaching babies to get your lazy ass free money. Like what are you doing? (laughs) So they also learned, so they also taught these little kids that Mm -hmm. are blindfolded, mind you, which already is a very unsettling thing to think about. Don't like it. They taught them to squint through the blindfolds to pick out any of the balls that have been tampered with. What? So they literally taught these kids to squint through a blindfold. They were like, work your 2020 vision while you can. Can you imagine coaching this like little child to do this for you? Like, it's upsetting to me. Glad you're home from school. Get your blindfold on. Sit down. We're going to practice squinting. Yay. So the children later were interviewed and they said that it was very difficult. They didn't like it. Obviously. And that they were paid based on accuracy. Oh, shit. So you even had to be good at this job. Exactly. And now I'm like, what happened if you weren't good at this job? I don't really want to know. That makes me upset. Let's let's forget that. Let's Let's just skip on past that. Don't even put your brain in there. Mm -mm. So members of the finance ministry were involved which is a big deal. I feel like they always are. They, I, It's always an inside job somewhere. The big hats are always involved. The big hats. I don't even know what that means. I love it. You're I went with them. The big hats are involved. <laughs> you know, all those, all those important people wear big hats. All those floppy hats are in on it. Whenever I see a large hat, like a 10-gallon hat, I'm like, you're important. What are you in on? What you doing? So one ministry member cried, quote, I'm a broken man who got caught up in a game that was much bigger than me. Wow. And he offered to give part of his winnings back. To which I say, shut up, sir. Oh, you don't feel as though he was reformed? No, I don't feel bad for these people. Get out of here. I mean, I don't either. You blindfolded children and coached them to get you free money. It sounds like he might have been blindfolded and like coached into this too. Well, you know what? He sounds like he's sad. Shut up, sir. That's what I have to say. He, he also, you can tell who's like, who's, yeah, who's the empath of the show. Yeah, it's me, obviously. Duh. So he also alleged that the scam began with a small, tiny, like, you know, intimate circle. Mm-hmm. But then organized crime families got involved 
and threatened him, and that's when it spun out of control. That's when it got much bigger and floppier, hattier than him. But but what I say is, like, maybe don't do this shady stuff to begin with, and organized crime families won't get involved, then you won't be over your head. Yeah, I thought you were just going to tell him to shut up again. To which I say, shut up, sir. (laughs) It's believed that the group managed to basically cheat to win, $174 $174 million Whoa. by using tiny little children. I mean, wow. Just using tiny little children. To winning. win $174 yeah. million. Real cool. It's a well-paying job. But you know what? Don't worry. To reassure the public, new safeguards were put into place, including live broadcasts of lottery drawings. Good. And, and they now had retired police officers select the balls. See, that's much more charming. Yeah, that, I'm like, you know what? Go right ahead. Don't broadcast those blindfolded kids. I don't feel bad about that, so it's like, that's fine. Wow. Four. Taking the number four spot, Aruj Khan, a Chicago man who in 2012 won a million dollars on a scratch-off lottery ticket, guess what? ends up dead before he can collect his winnings. Ooh, that's like from big high to low, low. Big high, low, low. 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 No well, good. So he ran a dry cleaning business and he said this money was going to help him grow his business. I think I remember reading about this once and he and it was like adorable. Yeah, he's just like, like a very, very honest sad. guy and he just yeah. wants to make his business a little better. Sad. He's not like even trying. He's not trying to scam the elderly no, or he's anything. Not. He's not trying to blindfold children that I know of. So yeah, he's a very nice man, it yeah. seems. Well, at first his death was ruled natural. Mm-hmm. But then his brother was like, no, I don't believe that at all. He just won all this money and then he died. Yeah, Maybe look into it. I don't right. know. Please, sir, if you could. Well, luckily, his brother was able to get like the authorities to run further blood tests that were done, and they revealed he'd been poisoned with cyanide. See? Rule of thumb, when a lottery winner dies, it is never natural, honey. Try to smell the burnt almonds, is yes, it? Yes, hey, correct. Yo. Fun fact, look cyanide smells like burnt almonds. Sure does. Gross. His death was then ruled a homicide because cyanide is not a natural death cause. Yeah, they were like, he definitely didn't ingest that accidentally. Nope. And then a full investigation was launched. Oh, good. So the people closest to him, they were not about to tell you what happened. They were not forthcoming with any information. And this slowed down the investigation, obviously. See, money makes people turn into diamonds. It's called hush money. It is diamonds. Well, his father actually had substantial debts to the IRS, who I think Uh we talked about earlier, scary people. They're they're scary. Don't Don't be owing them money. Don't do it. And his wife cooked dinner that night. Now, the entire family ate this meal, but like, who's to say that she didn't just sprinkle it on top of his plate? Exactly. Because if you cooked, you probably dished out as well. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like you were in on this. Mm -hmm. Well, because Arouge had no will in place, the family just fought over the assets in court. Oh, that's the worst. It's like we said earlier. It's like, no, he owed me this money. You're like, no, he told me I could have this. And it's even worse when someone dies. It's like everyone turns into the worst versions of themselves when somebody dies. Well, and everybody turns on each other. Especially in this case, there was like a ton of finger pointing. And like, it was like, who done it? Like, no, you did it. that's even worse. And like, this is a family. That's really sad. But at the same time, it's like, hey, some relatives, I agree with you. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> they're like, actually, I do think Aunt Carol did it. Hey, you over there. I think one of you did do it. But imagine, so. like, there's always that one aunt that everybody's after. It's like, what if yeah. she, everybody, like, conspires against her? Oh, that makes me sad. Or like, Aunt Nancy. I know. Come on, Nance. <laughs> Get it together. Well, some relatives did believe that one of the others had murdered a rouge, mm-hmm. and the case received intense media attention as it unfolded over headlines. It was like a best-selling Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, it really was. And you know what? I just Googled it and it's still unsolved. Right, which which is why it's so sad. I'm feeling personally victimized by the podcast research gods because they're giving me anxiety. They are. I I need to know the end of this case. I agree. Who did it? Was it the wife? Was it it the dad? Was it Aunt Nancy? I need to know. Who do you think did it? I don't know. It's, I mean, it seems the, the what was it? The father was owing money to the IRS? Mm -hmm. I think he did it. Shady, shady. Shady. And then it's like, maybe the wife wasn't on it. I don't know. I'm not going to point fingers. I don't know. She was just making dinner. She was. I think she was just making dinner. Three. Number three on our list of lottery scams and scandals is Stefan Mandel, an economist from Romania who legitimately won the lottery 14 times. That seems shady. Well, Mandel figured out how to game certain lotteries by spending big on lottery tickets when he knew the payout would more than compensate for his investment. That's pretty smart. To me, it's... I mean, I'm going to say it again. It's pretty clever. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. Not good. Another algorithm, and he figured it out. Ethically, not great, but it's totally... It's clever. Mandel's motivation at first was, like, noble and legitimate. It was to win enough money to get him and his family out of oppressive Romania. Oh, so he was working for a cause. It's it's a legitimate and noble reason. Right, I'm not mad at it. At first, I'm like, all right, all right, all right, Stefan. So he attempted a number-crunching scheme and won first place on his first try. Ooh. So he was kind of, like, born to do this. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, that was it. At first, he was like, you know what? This is the sign. This is my destiny. So he ended up moving to Australia with his family. And this is where he really perfected this. I just picture him staying up all night, like just writing numbers over and over again. I literally, it's like Goodwill Hunting or that meme with mm-hmm. the lady and numbers just going around her head. I feel like that's what it is. <laughs> it's like the square root of pie. Well, in Australia, he won until Australia made changes to the lottery laws and that made it more difficult. Because they were like, this dude keeps winning. Yeah, like he was doing great there. And then they were like, we should probably fix this. Well, and then they did. And he was like... All right. So the lottery group he formed targeted lotteries all over the world, Mm -hmm. especially the Virginia lottery, which this is the one that gave them the best odds of winning. So they really focused in on this one. Now, in 1992, he gathered over seven million dollars from thousands of investors to buy tickets. So people were investing in this scam. But I feel like that's not going to end well because not everybody's going to get paid equally. But they what? played every number combination. Whoa. Yeah. And this was every number combination in the Virginia lottery. It's insane. How do you figure that out? Like, you have to be a genius. Again, it's like you have such a super brain. Just use it for good, man. I mean, this isn't using it for bad. I mean, this is using it for good for you, but it's like, right. use it to help mankind. I that don't know. True. So not every number combo ended up getting played, but they still had the winning ticket and it was worth $27 million. I feel like all yours are like a ton of money. I know. They're I, all a lot of money. I, I'm saying that they're giving it to me because I'm worth it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> so after taxes and paying dozens off along the plan, because remember, he had to pay all these people. Right. The investors lost money. 
I mean, yeah. But Mandel made off with $1.7 Because he probably worked it to his favor somehow, I'm assuming. once again, pretty clever. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm still worried about what happened to Arouge. I know. I feel like I, I understand what happened, and I'm sad for him. And his, I, I was going to say I'm sad for his family, but I'm like, kind of not, because I'm like, were you all involved? Yeah, I need to know. I need answers. I know. I really do. And you know what? We're coming up to the final two. And I mean, we've already had death. We've had blindfolded kids. <laughs> so creepy. What is coming? I don't know. Well, you have number one, and I feel like it's going to be like set like the mega mind of the lottery. I mean, you'll have to wait. I guess so. You're going to have to find out. Wow. Two. At number two, it's the 1980 Pennsylvania lottery scam, also called the Triple Six Fix. Ooh, I like the rhyme. I know, that's really fun <laughs> to say fast. You want to try it? Triple Six Fix. I'm not going to do it again because I'll mess up. It's fun, though. <laughs> Go out on top. <laughs> In 1980, the Pennsylvania daily lotto numbers came up 666. Six, six, which I'd be like, crap, what's going to happen today? I'm going back to bed. I'd be like, very metal. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Seriously. And this was on the evening of a record payout. It was $3.5 million. Not bad. A lot of money. So, I mean, 666, six, six, if it's going to win you 3.5, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm rolling with it. It's fine. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> Authorities grew suspicious when they realized that a lot of tickets had been sold containing fours and sixes. That's a little sus. A little sus there. A little bit. Well, somebody gets convicted in this scam. Oh, good. And this somebody is Nick Perry, the host of the lottery drawing. If you can't trust Nick Perry, who can you trust? Nobody. That's what I ask. Well, he was a Navy vet and a church choir leader. So everyone was like, he's real trustworthy. Yeah, of course. Like, I, I would mean, put my full faith in him. BTK ran his church too, but... I'm just saying. Look at you with these fun <laughs> facts. Okay, sis. Well, he was chosen to host the lottery winnings, obviously. Yeah. Uh, enormous security precautions were taken to keep the game fair, but he had a way around them. Lab testing was done on the balls, and the machines were locked away when they weren't in use. So you're like, how did he do this? They did, the fact that they did lab tests on the balls, it's like, th this lottery is getting a little intense. Well, that's how you know that like lottery scams are prevalent. Yeah, it's like, maybe we should just call it a day on the lottery here. Like, it's I think getting we a little have, weird. I think we have better things to yeah. do than to test lab balls. Yeah, I'd say so. Also, that sounds funny. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, he figured out a way around this. He hired an ex-art director for the show to replicate the balls. You know, the commitment to this con is impressive. Well, and also I'm like, is that, that worth 3.5? Yeah, I mean, I There's feel like bigger it's awesome. lotteries. I feel like it's kind of awesome, though, that he went that far. I'm into it. All the balls except the fours and the sixes were weighted down so that obviously they wouldn't come up to the top. I, You know, I want to hate Nick Perry and friends, but like, Again, you can't they're pretty smart. A, you can't hate a clever mind. They're kind of doing it all. You just got to get down with it or associate with it so you get some of the money. They got artistic. They used physics. I mean, let's do it. Well, they did have an enemy. Uh-oh. The head of the illegal numbers ring who saw right through this. Uh-oh. And they announced it as fake, but the lottery official was like, nope, that's false. The lottery's safe and sound. All's well. Oh, the lottery official said it was fine? You know, the lottery official. They're all so unbiased so like, far, so you're like... probably in on this. They're probably fine. Let's listen to them. Well, the illegal numbers ring was not happy, and an investigation was launched because he tipped off a reporter who did some digging. 
Ooh. You know, that's the way to do it. All told, seven people were implicated in the plot, and Nick Perry ended up serving two years in prison. But You're he welcome. died maintaining his innocence. His commitment is truly astounding. <laughs> Seriously, on the deathbed. One. And that brings us to number one on our list of lottery scams and scandals. It's the hot lotto fraud. Already, this is a great number one just because of the name alone. Sounds spicy. <laughs> in my opinion. Eddie Tipton worked for the Iowa-based Multi-State Lottery Association for a dozen years, ultimately becoming the Computer Information Security Director. In that position, he could, quote, predict winning numbers for others and split the winnings with them. A.K.A. he was running a scam. Cheating. So the company provides computers and coding that randomly produce winning lottery numbers for several lottery games. And this is including some we all know, Powerball, Mega Millions, the oh, biggies. Yep, we know those. So this guy wrote the code that let the computers work normally on all but three days of the year. And these three days were May 27th, November 22nd, and December 29th. Okay, but why those dates? On these dates, the computers would produce predictable numbers, mm -hmm. which Tipton gave to others who would then claim the winnings, and then they would all split it all together. Oh, so that's why it was those days. And it's like, it, this is making, it's another one that makes you feel really dirty for being so impressed by it. But you have to be impressed by this, because <laughs> imagine so figuring that out. You're like, wow, what am I doing day that's, to day? Seriously. I'm like, what? How did your brain get there? I can barely like calculate what my Starbucks total is going to be. I got one side of a Rubik's Cube done the other day. That's and more I was than like, I've ever done in my life. And I was like, well, I'm done. Done for the day. I'm done for. I don't need to learn anything else. Kick like, your feet up and relax. I've done it. Yeah. I've achieved. So he did this for jackpots in Colorado in 2005, Wisconsin in December 2007, Kansas in December 2010, and Oklahoma in 2011. A long-term deal. Merry Christmas. So right. his downfall came when an attempt to anonymously collect. I love that he's anonymously trying to collect. He's like, it ain't me. He anonymously tried to collect $16.5 million hot lotto ticket. And this was in December 2010 in Iowa. As if like no one's going to be there when you collect that. Well, and this, this immediately caught the attention of lottery officials. Obviously. His brother was involved and was ordered to pay more than $800,000. Oh. essentially wiping him out and taking all his assets. That would take more than just my assets. That would just take my whole life. That would take my soul with it. Yeah. That would take my very being. Everything. <laughs> my fingernail polish. Yeah. It would take, take it all. Yeah. It would take my, my hair dye out of my hair. It would take everything. <laughs> so, I mean, and again, is it worth it, bro? No. Is it worth it? No. So Iowa Lottery CEO Terry Rich said information learned in the Tipton case has actually helped improve lottery security. So I guess yeah, a silver lining. That's came the out good of thing it. about all these scandals. I bet they like write all these things down. They're like, well, let's not do that next time. They have it on a big board, and they're like, what not to do? <laughs> so the good news is Tipton pled guilty, and in 2017 he was sentenced to 25 years. Wow, that's a long time. Do not scam the lottery kids because it does not pay. 
if you learned Pun anything, very much intended. <laughs> if you learned anything in this in this countdown, just don't scam the lottery. Don't do it. It never works out. And maybe don't even associate with anybody like that wins the lottery. Yeah. If somebody near you, here's my advice: if somebody close to you wins the lottery, just cut them out of your life. Just be like, you know what? It was so great to know you, and I'm so, so happy awesome. for you. I have to go. Like, mom, love you, but have to leave. <laughs> Grandma, you've been so good to me. See you later. It's just not worth it. So what do you think? Do you agree with the rankings? Okay, so I do, but I feel like maybe one was missing, but I could be wrong. Wasn't there like a McDonald's lottery scam? Was there? I think there was, and I would have loved to tell the tale because I'll love me some McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know about the McDonald's I one. think it was like a peel-off scale, but I don't know if that, that counts as that's lottery. That's technically the lottery. So that was just me wanting to talk about I McDonald's. Think that's just, <laughs> I think that's just the McDonald's like Monopoly game. Yep, you're, you're exactly right. I just wanted to talk about McDonald's. Same thing. So they didn't miss anything. <laughs> but you know what? You'll love it. So That's why the podcast research it. gods are like, you know what, Elena? You take the Massachusetts <laughs> ones. <laughs> Do not give it to We'll her. buy her a Big Mac later. And you know, so so you believe number one should have been the McDonald's Monopoly. I mean, I do. I stand by that choice. Hear that, Parcast Research Gods? They're like, condemn her. You done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did a great job, personally. I agree. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other Parcast originals for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker, like the lottery. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, follow our podcast, Morbid A True Crime Podcast, on Instagram at Morbid Podcast or on Twitter at A Morbid Podcast. Crime Countdown was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo. Produced by John Cohen, Jonathan Ratliff, and Kristen Acevedo. Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart. Killer nurses. Deranged doctors. Mad scientists. Don't forget to check out the new podcast original series, Medical Murders. Every Wednesday, meet the worst the medical community has to offer. Men and women who took an oath to save lives, but instead use their expertise to develop more sinister specialties. Follow Medical Murders free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.